0: This is Exponent Philanthropy's catalytic podcast Conversations with Leaders at Small Foundations. Meet some of the most creative, resourceful, and risk taking foundation people in the country. Families that welcome the engagement and ideas of their next generations open up the potential for innovation and new opportunity. Kimberly Quintero, program associate at the Pincus Family Foundation, explains how foundation staff facilitate involvement by the third generation, their collaboration with the board, and partnership with grantees. Hear how the next generation of foundation leaders honors the founders values while linking the mission to address current and emerging issues. This evolution thrives because of mutual respect among the generations, constant conversation and the support of talented and experienced staff. Kimberly shares the story.
1: So I am the program associate here at the foundation, and my current role is to really overlook and develop our creative and performing arts portfolio. Um, simultaneously, I am also looking over our communications efforts and improving them um, in terms of NextGen. Our program director and myself, we oversee their Advancement, we support them in their grant making efforts, and we just keep the relationship going because they are um, working professionals and so they have their own lives. And so we make it easier for them to still be involved with the foundation while not feeling like all the burden is placed on them. Our current next gen is really the third generation of the families. They range from as young as 12 years old to, I would say, about 50s. So it is a large range. Most of them are in their late 20s to um, late 30s. That's the greatest portion. There are about 25 to 30 members in the next-gen group, and about six to eight of them are actively in the next-gen working committee group. So it, it is a family foundation, and um, they are very committed to relationships, whether that be with family members, or with the grantee partners, or with any other partners. And I think that's the biggest piece, because they really value diversity of thought, diversity of voices, um, and recognizing that diversity comes in many aspects. And so um, as our current board of trustees grew in their philanthropy and as a board, they also saw value um, in the next generation's voices and in really helping to elevate them as a group so that when it's time to then transition, they would be able to actively and confidently take on that role and to also be familiar with the projects we support and um, to really continue the legacy of our founder. We meet regularly with them about every month or every other month, depending on the year. And in our meetings, we've really developed their, their personal mission and um, the types of organizations they would like to fund. It started with very loose restrictions. They didn't um, have to necessarily choose organizations that were mission aligned with our main board. We just really wanted them to get involved and get some interest. And throughout the years, they have been aligning their projects with our mission. Um, We also have a strategic consultant who does education sessions with them. We do a fall retreat every year where we review applications. We also do different educational experiences, team building experiences, and um, just really spend some time together, get to know each other, get to know our interests and, and grow their philanthropy. I would say in the past two years, I've really seen them evolve and really become comfortable in this space. They work in other industries. Some of them work in the publishing industry. Some of them work in marketing and communications. And so um, they are not necessarily tied to the philanthropic space um, outside of this commitment. So sometimes we'll receive an application Um, We do have an open LOI on our website and we'll look at it and we'll say, we think that this application fits better for our next gen committee. And so as a staff, we decide we're going to hold it off and share it with our next gen committee. Then other organizations come through different committee members. And this is the bulk of the organizations. Um, Oftentimes they'll find them on Instagram. Or they're an organization they're actively involved with in their community. And then other organizations come in through relationships they've built or things they may have seen on the news. Um, So it's fairly open. There's not necessarily one process of how a next gen organization comes in. But each member usually brings in a few organizations that they would love to support. And um, as a committee, they discuss them and they discuss how it fits into their goals and their alignment for the year. Initially, I would say that they weren't really as confident and so um, they wouldn't speak up as much. And I will say that throughout the years, they have gained a lot more confidence in their knowledge and their abilities to really be advocate for the organizations they're interested in. And they've also developed a sense Um, a mission, you know, a mission that they align with and programmatic areas that they are interested in. Most of those programmatic areas do align with the programmatic areas of our main board. Um, I will say that uh, the biggest difference is that our NextGen is very committed to environmental issues. A lot of their organizations are environmentally focused. So even if they are a part of another programmatic area, such as education or creative and performing arts, there tends to be a focus on environmental concerns. Um, And so really the, the majority, I would say, of their organizations have that focus. And so I think they just feel confident moving forward that even though environmental issues aren't explicit, um, an explicit programmatic area for our main board, that they are welcomed, and uh, it's really the future, and so they really advocate for that. As we've, as our main board go- has gone through strategic planning over the past two years, our next gen has been very involved with the planning. And um, they have voiced their interest in environmental issues. And so they make the case that if we want a future for children, we need to ensure that there is an environment that they, they can grow and thrive in. And so they really see that deeply tied into our overall mission. And um, they have also been looking at aligning our portfolio with those environmentally friendly um, focused assets it is a family foundation so they are always open to speaking with their parents and there's always conversations going on even outside of the traditional workspace so the nice thing is that the main board is really committed to the advancement of next gen and so they really value their input our next gen members are invited to join board meetings. Their voice is welcome. Um, They do an annual update during our February board meeting, our first board meeting of the year. They also are welcome to join in site visits and really just give advice from their perspective on how we could improve things or what works or what they're interested in moving forward. And that way we also ensure the Continuity of relationships with our partners. We also, the foundation staff, we have informal conversations with our Next Gen group, and they will inform us that over dinner they had conversations with their parents, and they were bringing up the issues. And I would say that our board of trustees—they're very receptive to these topics and issues that they may have not thought about um, because it wasn't at the forefront. Of you know, their time or what they were interested in. I think that environmental issues are are a hot topic right now with the current generations. And so they are always actively advocating for that, as well as making sure that they support grassroots organizations and BIPOC led organizations. I think our next gen group is very educated on social issues and they're very committed to advancing social justice. In my last position, I was the founding director of an immigration legal services. And we worked in, or I worked in a multi faith, um, multi ethnic community. And I think that having that exposure to different types of people and thought leaders and social issues um, really helps me working with the Next Gen group because. We are constantly talking about similar social issues. Um, I myself am a first-generation college graduate. My parents migrated from Colombia, and um, I was born in the U.S. I studied here in the U.S., and... I'm very interested in in the intersection of social justice issues and also the intersection um, of art and using art as a medium to tell those stories. And so uh, our founders, they were avid art collectors. And so there's a, a nice little tie there as well with my personal story and the family story. And it was actually this art collection that really started once it was sold started the foundation, the assets were used to start the foundation. And so I will say that the NextGen is also very committed um, to continuing this tradition of supporting the arts and using the arts to tell different stories. As a foundation, we pride ourselves in really leaning into trust-based philanthropy. That being said, we really believe that it is our duty to do a lot of the heavy work um, and not put so much emphasis and so much pressure on our grantee partners, whether that's the application or the grant report. So our team spends a lot of time building relationship with grantee partners and potential grantee partners and supporting them throughout the application process and throughout their time with us as a foundation. And even even after um, you know, we may no longer fund an organization. And so we really use this method as well with our next-gen group. And so their organizations receive the same support as an organization that is funded from our main board. And so um, that that's a very important piece of it in working with the next-gen, because they may not have the time to cultivate those relationships but we do always keep them in the loop. And so, you know, they go to site visits as well. Um, We host a retreat in the fall where different partners present on their work and they get to meet the Next Gen Committee and the Next Gen Committee gets to hear firsthand from that partner. And so um, a lot of our day-to-day is really just building those relationships with our partners and, extending that to the Next Gen Committee and facilitating it because they would love to be more involved. But, you know, they're in the middle of their careers, they're starting families. And so they don't always have the capacity our staff has to continue those relationships. So we we support them in that way. Yeah, so I feel like I can rave about our next-gen group forever. Um, I think that a lot of their values align with my personal values, which is always nice because it makes it easy to have conversations with them. Um, I really appreciate how committed they are to social justice issues and how responsive they are to different issues. And so... Um, at the height of the pandemic, a lot of the discretionary grants they were looking at um, you know, were to support organizations of Black and brown leaders and Black and brown communities just because of everything that was happening in the country after the George Floyd incident. Um, and so they were very responsive to that. They supported organizations um, that worked on mental health issues. Um, they are also very committed to their family and the founders. And so um, it's always refreshing to sit with them. And, you know, while they are looking through applications, they'll bring stories about their, the founders and they'll say like, oh, our uncle and aunt would really love to support something along these lines because they were committed to x y and z and so i think that that is so beautiful that's the beauty of a family foundation um that they are able to to continue their family's legacy and so um for a while the family owned a manufacturing company a clothing manufacturing company and um the next gen is still committed to some of those issues and so one of our partners, they really um, are trying to advocate against fast fashion um, for the gender issues involved in the exploitation of garment workers, as well as the environmental impact fast fashion has. Um, And so I I really love their grander vision of what they want to do it's nice seeing how they work together how they respect each other how they listen to each other and how ultimately they learn from each other
0: thanks to kimberly for joining us look for new catalytic podcasts each month meet more creative funders Benji Rue does the audio engineering and mixing. Our website is by Kwok Lee. Our music is by O Future. The Catalytic Podcast is made possible by grants from two Exponent members, the 1772 Foundation and the Blackstone Ranch Institute. I'm your producer and host, Andy Carroll. Thanks for listening. Join us next time.